Hello and welcome to Twin Talk. This is Angie and I'm here with my sister Joy and today we're going to be discussing the book Lion A Long Way Home. Lion is a book by Saru Briarly and it's about a boy who got lost on a train in India at the age of five not knowing the name of his family or where he was from. He survived for weeks on the streets of Calcutta before being taken into an orphanage and adopted by a family in Australia. So, Joy, I'm sorry. I know I'm out of breath. <laughs> I was just yeah. chasing some dogs. So, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, I'll, so, Okay, so we were just discussing this right before uh, we hit record. But you were telling me you have or have not read this book up until now. No, I, I don't know why. My husband and I were just scrolling through the channels one night and he's like um this looks like a really good movie with lion and so we watched the movie and i was like wow that was a really powerful story so i watched the movie it's probably been a couple years ago and then um you told me your daughter cambry was reading this at school and that maybe we should do this and i was like yeah well the movie was really good i bet the book is really good so i just read the book so to answer your question sorry i'm rambling to answer your question i didn't read the book until a week ago okay Okay, yeah, and that is the reason I picked this book is because, um, so Cambry is doing online learning right now, and that's, I had to go to the school to pick this library book up for her because they're getting ready to start reading in about a week, and as soon as I saw it, it reminded me I had seen the trailer for the movie uh, a few years back, and I remember thinking, uh, oh, wow, that does look like a good movie, and then when you told me, when you confirmed it was a good mo- movie, I thought, oh, it's going to be a good book, mm-hmm. and it was. It was a pretty good book. What did you think about yeah, the book? Yeah, I think it... Because I had already seen the movie, I already knew everything that was going to happen. But I liked getting to read the the more specific details of exactly how he got lost. And exactly, I really liked that the book went into um, after he discovered his family. Mm-hmm. I really liked that it really went into what life was kind of like after he reconnected with his original family. Yes. Now, do you remember the, much about the movie? Was the book pretty similar to the movie? Yeah, I mean, obviously there was a few differences, but I mean, it overall, it told the same story. Okay. Okay, so, you know, to me, this, this story, you know, it's pretty straightforward. It's basically about a little boy who gets lost in India. You know, he has to survive on the streets for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, fortunately for him, someone takes him to the police and they're able to help him. So I just thought we would just go through some of the, just the highlights of the book. So on the train, that part was interesting to me. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, he, he, he gets onto a train. Right. And um, he's just un- going to sleep. Uh, uh, right? Unwittingly. Well, this is what's funny is I just read the book a week or two. And I'm already forgetting some of the details. Well, he's with his brother <laughs> and his brother has gone off to try. I think he's trying to make money, you know, mm-hmm. and he's tired. It's late at night. And so he just... You know, little Mm five-year-old, he doesn't know better. He gets on a train. He's like, oh, I'll just go in there. There's benches on that train. I'll just sleep. He lays down on the bench to get some sleep. Mm -hmm. Well, next thing you know, he wakes up, and this train's moving, and he doesn't, I don't, I'm with you. It's only been a week, and I've already forgotten, but he doesn't know if it's been an hour, two hours, three hours. He's been on this train, and he starts panicking. And I do remember the train made multiple stops, and he would try to get off the train, and he couldn't because all the doors were locked. Yeah, one thing that's a mystery to me, and I think it's still a mystery to him, is why there was no one on the compartment he was in. Mm -hmm. He said... He, he said maybe it was a service train and he didn't realize it, but the whole trip he's alone in this compartment or, you know, one of the train compartments and he mm-hmm. can't get out because the doors are locked. And, 
there's not even a conductor, you mm-hmm. know, so that is a mystery. So why there was no one in the on the train with him. Right. And in his mind, he had only been on the train, you know, like for um, 12 hours, maybe mm-hmm. and comes to find out. He literally was on it, didn't they say? For, Wasn't it closer to like 15 or 20 hours? Or 24. It was a yeah, lot. It was I mean, a lot longer. Yeah. But, you know, to his credit and his defense, like you said, mm-hmm. he's trying to remember things that happened when he was five years old. And, you know, you've got this kid who's scared to death. He's probably in panic slash shock mode. And mm-hmm. um, he his memories aren't going to be perfect of how long he was on the train and exactly what happened and everything. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, you have little kids today. Like, even... Even my daughter, I think we got separated at Chuck E. Cheese one time for like <laughs> 10 seconds. Right. And she was crying and scared. And I, could, I could see her. I couldn't get to her because of the crowd. Mm-hmm. But I could see her sitting there crying. And I just, I can't even imagine. I can't either. Um, in, in, in a city, okay, so in a country like India, you know, some of these cities are so heavily populated. Mm-hmm. In the city that he actually ended up in, you know, millions of people. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of... Um, a lot of poverty and homeless people so yeah so he was it's not like here if we saw a little kid I think even in New York City or somewhere Mm -hmm. I think some of our biggest populated cities I think someone would notice a little child that's lost and you Mm -hmm. know crying or looking bewildered or looking scared but in Calcutta I think it's a whole different ball game Mm -hmm. because they're used to seeing these homeless children on the street they're used to seeing you know poor little kids he's just another face in the crowd to see kids begging too and Mm -hmm. in my mind I kept thinking oh they're looking at oh it's just another little beggar kid that's what yeah that's what I kept thinking oh it's just another little homeless beggar kid Mm -hmm. just ignore him yeah and so some of the most interesting parts of the book to me were the memories he had when he was on the streets just trying to survive right you know and he was living down by a river during part of it and then he almost drowned twice i love that story Mm -hmm. where the homeless man not only saves him once from drowning Mm -hmm. but twice Mm -hmm. And that just shows you how vulnerable and naive he was that he got in that same water two times in a row, even though he almost drowned the first time. And that homeless man, and like you said, he never had a chance to thank him. He couldn't even say his name today, but he he thanked him in the book for saving his life twice. So that was really moving. Yeah. And and the other thing that I found really interesting was there was a man at one point in time who acted like he was going to help him, but he, there was something about the man he didn't trust. Mm -hmm. It was like his instincts kicked in his survival. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Even at five years old, his inst, he, he knew enough not to trust that man and to get away. Yeah. So I I thought that was fascinating to, at that age to know, know. to pick up on, on cues like that. Um, so eventually, you know, he, I, I, you know, really, I kind of hate to just give too many details because if the, if the listeners want to read this, mm-hmm. you don't want to just give, tell them everything, but basically, um, he does, so, he meets a teenage boy who basically takes him to the police yes. and then they in turn, uh, take him to, well, at the time he thought it was just like, he didn't know what it was, but it turned out it was really kind of like a juvenile detention type right. center but then from there they took him to an orphanage and then the stories mm-hmm. that he tells within each of those places is right. pretty interesting as well um and then from there you know not to he wasn't in the orphanage long i don't think before he got adopted by a parent um a couple from Australia. Yeah, and I think he was very fortunate because according to the book, you know, sometimes it takes years to get adopted and it only took him months. So he was real yes. fortunate that he got adopted so quickly. Yes, and I, and I, I emailed you one day last week. So 
you know, from time to time, we like to go through and see the listener locations who's listening. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it's escaping my mind right now. But the the couple that adopted him, they're from a little island off of the coast of Tasmania. Australia. Yeah, it was in the Tasmanian region. But more specifically, there's the name of the no, little town. No, they live I can't in. remember either like uh, Nauru or <laughs> I can't um, remember. Either. I can't remember. But anyway, one of our listeners is from that exact town where he grew up. Yes, that is cool. Yeah. You said, yeah, does this city sound familiar? And I was like, Tasmanian devil? I don't know. What are you talking about? And yeah. you're like, hey, that's where the Australian couple was from that adopted Saru. And I was like, oh, cool. And we're about to do that book. Yeah, so I, I just if thought... You're, if, you, if you're from Tasmania and you're listening, hey, uh-huh. leave a message on our voice pipe that's yeah. on our page i would love to hear because i would love to hear your accent yeah. i don't care what they say if they say anything at all i love australian accents I, I, me too <laughs> i just happened to notice that location and we were doing this book so that's i just thought that I would is mention cool that. and one other thing i thought that was cool was on the audio book that we listened to mm-hmm. the narrator had you know that australian oh, yeah. accent so i just wonder how if Saru feels strange speaking around his family with that australian accent when they speak is it Hindi? I can't remember. Oh, right. But, uh, well, he probably doesn't feel weird because that's all he knows. But mm-hmm. I wonder if his family's like, oh, my gosh, he sounds so foreign and so different, you know? Yeah. So, and actually, you're kind of getting into something that to me was one of the most fascinating parts of the book was the two separate cultures. You know, he was mm-hmm. born in the in this one type of culture and he's raised in a completely Western culture, yeah. you know, in Australia. Um, so he, you know, and fortunately for him, he's adopted by a very, very loving, good uh, family. Yeah. To me, that was one of the most interesting parts of the book too, was um, reading about his adoptive parents mm-hmm. because um I mean, they are incredible people. Mm-hmm. They decide not to have their own kids because there's such a need for orphan kids. And they adopt not just him, but another boy. And really, I guess this story is as much about them as it is about uh, Saru. Yeah. And, and they, yeah. And so, you know, it's, once he's there, even though he has a loving family, he's he grows up there. That's still just nagging on his mind, you know, and of course it would, you know, he's just always wondering, you know, where's my family, you know, and and worrying about him, worrying you, because he knows that he's been on their mind all these years, you Mm -hmm. know, they don't know what happened to him, he doesn't know what happened to them, right? and so he goes on a pursuit of finding his family, he doesn't even know what town he lived in, or where, Mm -hmm. what uh, region he's from, he has no idea. Well, to me, this is one of the most fascinating parts of the book, is how he used Google Earth, Mm -hmm. and like he said, India is a huge country, he literally used Google Earth, Mm-hmm. And he followed the train tracks, all the ones that went out of Calcutta, and he just remembered certain landmarks, and it took him years. Mm-hmm. But he finally figured out through Google Earth what city he was probably from. And I just thought that just that part of the book yeah. alone was really interesting to me. You know, it's the old uh, looking for a needle in a haystack. Yeah, it literally was. And he kept talking about how he would spend hours upon hours every night in his bedroom and his girlfriend would be like, are you doing that again? Mm-hmm. You know, but he, it was a quest, you know, he was like, I'm going to find my family. And then before you came over tonight, I was looking through the book. I didn't realize there were some pictures in the back of it, but in the back of the book, 
there are some Google Earth pictures, the actual pictures oh, that he was looking at. Cool. And when you look at the Google Earth picture of like the, the water tower that he remembered as a child, mm-hmm. it's true, Joy. I mean, I was like, no wonder it was a miracle that he found them because, you know, having to look, it's such a tiny, and yeah. looking at it from a bird's eye view, it's totally different than looking oh, at it. Oh, yeah. And you know view. how many water towers there probably are by railroad tracks mm-hmm. in India? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so, and then, uh, you know, I'm not going to really get into it, but, you know, he does find his family. He, you know, he finds his mother and his brother and his sister. And to me, that was interesting, just going back to his, you know, and him talking about his biological family versus his adoptive family. So, um, I just, I don't know. It was just a good book. Yeah, I yeah. highly recommend it. Yeah. yeah. Um how many, uh, oh, I can't believe I didn't come up with a word writing. I think I'm oh, slipping gee, in my old age. Hmm. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, I guess there's no way around this word writing. Uh, how many lines did you give this? <laughs> well, I'm going to give it, and this is tough because yeah. I love the story and it was well written. It was just very straightforward. I don't know. Can you give your word writing first? Yeah, well, it's really hard because we're used to these uh, novels. Like profound. Like profound. Or, like, like, beautiful writing yes. and this is such a powerful story yeah. and it's really well told yeah but and i really not going to be describing the, the landscape you know it's not about yeah that. It's, it's about, about his, his journey of finding yeah. his of being right. lost and finding yeah. his family so this is tough yeah it is because i don't know how many lines to give it i don't either i, I mean i highly recommend the yeah. book if if you want a story of hope and you know uh that Happy endings, yeah, I guess you ending, could say. I would give it a five. Yeah, but as far as just a book that just I just want to sit down and read, probably a three. Okay, and it's nothing, and that has nothing to do with the content. I know people I know. out there are hissing at me right now. <laughs> you know, that's about a boy who couldn't find his way home. I know. You know? But as far as just something that I would just sit down and enjoy read, probably a three. I three think lines. I'm going to give it four lines. Okay, but I I do highly recommend the book. I mean, yeah. it was very inner. The story is amazing. Yeah. And I feel like it, in our culture today, because we have so much and, and so many people in India and other countries have so little, mm-hmm. um, I feel like it should be um, a mandatory read for all kids, yeah. for uh, students. That's why I was glad when you told me it was required reading for Cambry's class and mm-hmm. they're seventh graders. Mm-hmm. Well, um Apparently, they've been doing this for several years because I have students, because, you know, I have students at the high school. Somehow this subject came up. I don't even remember. And I was like, oh, did you guys have to read line? They go, oh, yeah, we always read that in seventh oh, grade. Okay. So for several years, it has been required reading. And it for does make graders. me, okay. for seventh graders. So it makes me really happy because this really does show the um, divide between mm-hmm. the United States and India as far as education and poverty mm-hmm. and things like that so it's a real eye-opener so i'm glad yeah. they're having to read it yeah i tell getting Cambry, to i said i don't want you uh skipping around and just trying to get by without reading this book and she's like why i said because it's really important because i want you to see how fortunate you are yes. you know and, and and how blessed we are here yes in, in i the agree United States, so. i agree Okay. Uh, Good motherly advice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else you would like to add? No. Close? Read the book. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. And we will see you next time on Twin, Twin Talk. Talk.